The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. Well, hello. We meet again. Of course we do. It's it's here on this channel, and I'm the guy that hosts this thing. Uh, my name is Mike Cannon. Some people call me Cannon. Some people call me other things. They're not very good. Uh, here we are with Oliver Tree today. Look, I usually have like a page or two of notes for when I'm going to do an interview with an artist. I've got like nothing written down. I've got like three notes. And the reason for that is I know not to like make a plan if I'm going to talk to Oliver Tree. None of this will ever happen. So there's no point in writing it down to start with. It's a waste of time. Just jump in and start talking and let it go where it goes. And that's what we're going to do today (laughs) with Oliver Tree on Open House Party. Go ahead and subscribe. That is how you can win a virtual meet and greet with your favorite artists. We take new subscribers and we award them things like virtual meet and greets with their favorite artists. So click subscribe. Oliver Tree on OHP Uncut. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Cannon. How are you, you, sir? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? I am awesome. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. It's got to be a busy day. It's a busy life for you really right now, isn't it? It is, man. And right now I'm in uh, Nova Scotia. Um, Basically, things kind of got crazy with Miss You, my new song. And I just I've been trying to keep it low key. So I moved back to my parents spot in Nova Scotia. Right now it's middle of the winter, negative 30 degrees Celsius. So I'm just doing what I can to stay warm. A lot of hot cocoa sitting by the fire and spinning. Yeah. Yeah. What about snuggling? You're not a snuggler. Oh, I'm big time snuggler, but you know, it's pretty lonely out here. There's not a lot of people. I mean, uh, although Nova Scotia is the number one tourist hotspot in Canada, uh, this time of year, it's not, you know, contrary to, to what people might imagine, there's not a lot of people out here. It's mostly popping in the summertime. So it's, it's pretty lonely. Yeah. I think more of a, of a, of a New York city kind of vibe there in Nova Scotia. Yeah. Well, it's more, yeah, it's. I'm not worldly though. Yeah. Well, all, all I'll say is, you know, I wouldn't really wish this on my worst enemy. It's cold. It's freezing cold out here. And you're subjecting yourself to that. Why? Um, it's just a way for me to be able to humble myself, um, as well as just be able to get in touch with my roots, as well as escape some of the crazy stalker psycho fans that I have. So it's a mixture of things. I can imagine that. So the song Miss You has blown up to a point where you can't even control the world around you at all, really, no, anymore. Not at all. And the thing is, I mean, the numbers and the projections that have been brought in, apparently, and um, I'm not a thousand percent sure on this, but from what I've been told by my lawyer, Jeremiah Jeffrey, is this is actually the most streamed song of all time, secondary to, uh, I believe it's an Eagles song, but this song is, uh, if you look at all the streams from all the different um platforms as well as if you include tiktok it's upwards of eight billion streams this is the first song to ever reach that within the first year of its release so what we're looking at right now is this song will probably be taking over the number one spot that is held by the eagles currently but um yeah it's a pretty it's big weird deal. because who really sits around streaming eagles songs that's a and that's what i'm trying to figure out and i'm trying to figure out who is doing this and why they're doing this yeah uh, but we'll see i'm trying to put an end to it i'm trying to put a and stop then you should probably just go kill him yeah well I don't think violence is ever the answer, but I think you're onto something. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Dude, how much, how much has TikTok changed music for real? Not just like the way that people receive it, but also like sonically and the way that music's arranged. It, it, it's, it's completely transformed music 
in a way that I don't think any of us could have seen coming, right? I mean, this is a fact, man. You bring up a great point. I think the thing with TikTok is now you let the people decide what they want to hear. And if that's a sped up version that's been slowed down, pitched up, pitched down seven times, a remix of a remix of a remix, and that's what's going to be the song that changes your life, you got to lean into that. And so for me, I've been embracing it in a way that I think most artists are not. Um, as far as letting the audience, like we re-released 47 remixes and a lot of my core fan base is very upset with me, but I'm trying to break the world record of the most remix song. And we're, we're actually <laughs> Madonna, we're coming for you. Okay. Madonna's got a track that has 122. And by this time next year, we are set to have 123. So we're really excited right here. We're trying to break history, but yeah, there's been a lot of remixes. I noticed there's remixes of remixes of remixes of remixes. Yeah. Not something that, we are actually releasing on my official Spotify and it's helped me reach, you know, I think I'm at number 68. Jeremiah Jeffrey Myler was telling me this morning, we're approximately, you know, something like 36 to 37 million monthly listeners. I'm bigger than Michael Jackson right now. I don't know if you know this, but the it numbers are insane. No, I'm serious. He has less Spotify monthly listeners right now than a guy who has a bunch of TikTok remixes up on his Spotify. <laughs> so in short answer, yes, TikTok has changed the game and very few are actually embracing it. Do you wonder maybe if the people uh, at the record company um, are, are thinking to themselves, instead of putting all this effort into doing 47,000 remixes of the same song, Maybe we try to put out some other music as well and, and call it an album. That's not how the record industry works. I don't know if you have been in the scene very long, but these people no. love to milk it till there is nothing left to milk. And so for <laughs> me, my job as an artist is to help them with that process so that I can finally, and I'm and if anyone at Atlantic Records is listening, I want to be paid. I'd like to be compensated. So right now uh, I am waiting to be paid fairly for, I think I made them upwards of $25 million and seemed barely a penny. So I'm looking to get paid. So I'm going to do what I can to try to assure that next album cycle, if there is one that I get properly compensated. So, I mean, it's just, it's a means to an end. When you go back to the beginning of the song and, and, and what, you, what and who you were thinking about at, at its very granular core, when you wrote the masterpiece, who, who were you thinking about? Where was your head at? If you can even remember back through all those so that's a that's a great point so i have amnesia i don't remember much okay the last of the last seven years i have very little memory especially things are moving extremely fast i met you know tens of thousands of people i don't remember anybody's name i don't remember really much and so when you're asking me who the song was about i said what song you know i've made upwards of 1500 songs since then uh, a lot's happened. That song was originally made uh, seven years ago with Marshmallow. It's called Jerk. And then it had various uh, iterations, which I'm not from a legal standpoint allowed to talk to. My lawyer, Jeremiah Jeffrey, is actually handling. Uh, we have a lot. I've done a little research. I've dabbled in, in some of the history. Yeah. Yeah. So there's obviously some unfortunate history tied to this song. But there's, you know, the 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 truth will be revealed soon enough. I can't speak too much on it, but it's been quite a controversial song. And uh and it's all good. Everybody's all good. Everything's been worked out. Uh, but yeah, it's been somewhat traumatizing for myself included. The people that are watching that don't know what's going on, half of them are thinking that's complete bullshit. And then the other half are kind of believing every single word of it. And they're both right. So there's that. <laughs> well, yeah, 
I'm not going to speak too much, but yeah, it's been it's been an interesting journey with this song. I never would have expected it to roll out this way, and it's not anything to do with my fault. But I'm not going to. I can't really say too much, but a uh, statement will be released shortly. Have you? Can you see past the song and and what's next? And maybe if it will be a, a, a part of a, a collection of songs. All I can say is Atlantic Records. If you're listening, I want my money, and uh, and from there we can talk about what the rest would be. But right now, I haven't seen a dime. From the song and they won't even buy me the freaking plaques man i think they owe me like 20 plaques at this point i haven't even gotten my ugliest beautiful first album went gold i saw some random person i never even heard of had the gold plaque for this album that i made and i don't even have one and i'm like what's going on and i don't live anywhere i bounce around and live in hotels but i'm like i can't even begin to have that conversation until i start seeing a some financial compensation and b i'd like to start seeing some of the plaques that they owe me so you know, life goes on. The last time, I mean, we spoke about that, correct? I mean, wasn't we had a conversation about a year ago, or when did I? When did we I did, talk? Yeah. And so, I still haven't even gotten my platinum plaque for that. I think it's gone well over double platinum at this point. I'm still trying to figure out where are the plaques going, where is the money going? Uh, Warner Music Group. I am having Jeremiah Jeffrey come after you. We have a subpoena coming to their offices in the next 48 hours. So I'm, and, and you think I'm joking, but I'm not, this is a serious issue that I've been working on. And, uh, you know, and musicians, their whole thing is just to get ripped off. And, uh, that's pretty much been the last eight years sleeping on couches. And I'm glad I don't remember it. Well, you've, you've found time to create some great videos. The video for this song is amazing. And I heard you directed it. I direct all my videos. I write all my own videos and, uh, yeah, I wrote it, it in Mexico. Form, though. Oh, uh, that's the thing. It's a catch 22 Atlantic records pays for them, but they pay for them on the world's worst uh, loan exchange, which is essentially 10 cents on the dollar. So if I charge something that's a hundred grand, I have to pay back 10 times because I'm only making 10 cents on the dollar, which approximates to, I need to make them a million dollars to pay back that $100,000 music video that I made for Miss You. So, you know, the odds are stacked against me. So for everyone watching that is aspiring to be in the music industry, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it the thing is you make music because you love to make music so i couldn't stop and then eventually i figured out hey let me try to make this work but it doesn't work this is my 10th year i just talked on my 11th year doing this professionally and it's been one failure after another and once you start having the success you start realizing that the money doesn't start coming and I'm still waiting for my big payday, as I'm sure you are. And oh, yeah. Side that you're on, I mean, it's even worse. So I'm not even in a place to complain. I feel bad for you. At least I have a couple gold records. They make me feel special every night. I then. love it. And what's your involvement with the gold records? I'd love to hear more. Is this real? Because your background looks I fake. would love to tell you more about that, but we're running out of time, unfortunately. Because um. <laughs> right now, I can't tell if your background is fake. It looks like you have all these gold records behind you, but your head is, I'm seeing different colors. What you're seeing is, a, is a, this is a fucking a green screen of my actual studio at home because I'm sitting in a place that doesn't look very attractive right now. Fair um, enough, man. More power yeah. to you. I see you got some pretty big records there. I'm trying to figure out what exactly your involvement was. Billie Eilish here and Harry Styles here. Obviously, close friends of mine. Uh, oh, you flex. Big flexer here. <laughs> okay, okay. Now I know who I'm talking to. Well, let's play Miss You for Valentine's Day. Thank you very much, Oliver. We hey, love you. Hey, thank you for everything. Grateful for you, brother. Grateful for you as well. Thanks for checking in. I'll complain a lot more next time as well. The OHP Uncut Podcast with Canon.